good founder has to have has to have a lot of dedication and enough of flexibility to be able to reinvent uh, itself. This is the for me this is the difference between the you know companies that are successful and companies that are you know go nowhere. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 209. Our guest is Levy Rise, venture partner, Digital Horizon. Over the last 18 years, Levy has adventured from trading construction materials to selling cars to running an advertising agency to building a software company, counseling in youth camps to becoming a VC. His first company at 17 developed software to run accounting for lotteries, was acquired after one year. After a 2008 crisis startup failure, he moved to Israel for an internship with the Israeli government, volunteered for the IDF combat service, started JS Capital, was a partner with Flint Capital, and most recently joined Digital Horizon as a venture partner. Levi Rice, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Thank you. Thanks for making this happen. It wasn't easy, I know. I, I... It wasn't easy, but but I'm so glad that we made this happen with all the difficulties and the scheduling. And you know, I, I believe that you mentioned after one of our mess ups, uh, you know, if if it's really difficult, it means that it's really really good. So I'm I'm going with that yeah, mindset well, well. Uh, into this. Uh, maybe let's talk about investments. These 20 minutes, and you know, you you've had the privilege of sitting on numerous positions with venture capital funds and you've seen countless entrepreneurs and and I'd love to sort of pick your brain from your experiences on the on some of the key insights that you've gained whether it's about the type of person you like to invest in or how does the whole pipeline look in your mind uh, or what entrepreneurs should be doing as they're approaching the fundraising so Levi I'll let you take it from here uh, tell me maybe a little bit about yourself and where you come from okay let's let's start with that so in a few words about myself, I'm, uh, you know, I'm in VC for the last eight years. Before that, I've been doing uh, building companies myself. I had four four companies so far. Uh, you know, two of them. One one of them actually succeeded, and I sold it. Uh, second one is also a success and still exists and working. I mean, uh, making money. And two other ones, wow. I just miserably failed. So that was my. So I kind of learned. <laughs> In, in what order, by the way? What was the order? Yeah, uh, it was it was success. It was the uh, failure, a uh, second kind of success, and then uh, then a failure. So the uh, I like that. I like the zigzag. Yep. So I always say it's better to it's, be, it's better to fail fast. So and then uh, rather than you know kind of drag it out for for years. Uh, so that's you know. Uh, that's my, that's my professional career, and uh, eight years ago, I've been pl- uh, privileged to be invited to join one of the VCs to become a, a partner in this VC. We've uh, invested a lot of a lot of companies here in Israel, and I've done you know been uh, privileged to do some great investments and some really bad investments. And uh, now this day, you know, uh, these days I'm with the with Digital Horizon VC. We are an early stage uh, firm. I'm venture partner, dealing with all the all all the deal flow uh, in Israel. And you know, I'm uh, 34, married uh, to another beautiful entrepreneur. Uh, we have three kids who are also probably look like they're very entrepreneurial. Uh, that's that's me. You know, that's me. 
Levi, what differentiates between the good investments that you've made and the bad investments? The really good ones and the really bad ones. Is there some pattern recognition that you now understand looking back at the few that succeeded and the few that didn't succeed? I think the, uh, yeah, I think I can, I can find some. The, you know, there are a lot of factors that are kind of objective and, uh, you know, sometimes it's great team, great technology, and there is some just, you know, objective factor, you know, the mark time, uh, market timing is wrong or something is, you know, there's something out there that is not dependent on us, which doesn't work. That happens all the time and that's normal, but, you know, that's right. why we invest into right. it. That's why it's called venture capital with take risks. With the other cases, you know, where it's more of a, you know, people's issue, I, I would say that the, you know, the, the dedication of founders mixed with flexibility of their kind of mindset is that what I found is a crucial, crucial things. What I mean by that, you know, there are a lot of, you're always trying to invest into a dedicated founder, but the, when the, this founder is very dedicated and has no flexibility and it's just going, you know, straight, you know, straight ahead, you know, hitting the mountain, uh, head to head, sometimes it doesn't work. And you need to be flexible enough to accept this and to, you know, not go and just like, uh, you know, be completely broken, but reinvent yourself. So those companies that succeed to reinvent themselves, those are the good ones. The ones that kind of, you know, hit the wall and can't reinvent themselves. Those are the ones that, you know, uh, kind of die, die off. So that's, that's the main difference. I would say the good founder has to have, has to have a lot of dedication and enough of flexibility to be able to reinvent uh, itself. This is the, for me, this is the difference between the you know, companies that are successful and companies that are, you know, go nowhere. But how do you measure flexibility when you do, you know, a, let's say a three week due diligence process, you meet the entrepreneur four or five times. How do you, how do you measure an entrepreneur's ability to be flexible? Because you're also, you're rate you're, you know, funding in the early stages, right? When you're essentially investing in the person, how do you measure flexibility? So, yeah, that's, that's actually a great question. This, you know, this is something that uh, it takes, uh, took me at least time to, to learn and to figure it out. I, uh, in, in real life, what matters when you go and, you know, you meet a person and when you actually have a more deeper conversations, when it's not just a pitch and, you know, they're just like pitching you the company you're saying, you know, what do you think and so on, and like and move on. When you actually have a deeper, uh, you know, uh, deeper conversations and you meet the whole team and you see the dynamics between them, you see how they actually interact. Do they, because usually, usually people have a very different opinions. In early stage, if there is a strong team, there are always strong opinions. And there are two ways of kind of right. those companies to, to work. Sometimes it's just a clash of opinions and, in the end, someone just says, you know what, like, okay, I'm the CEO, so I'll decide. And uh, things are not heard much. Or, you know, in other things, you can see that right. it's very, you know, it's a very slight difference. The CEO is a, the final decision, decision maker because that's what you want from a CEO. But you see that he might be completely disagree with the, with the other opinion, but he'll still consider it. So this right. slight difference, if you feel it, that there is, I think this is a good sign. It's not a guarantee, but it's a good sign that there is enough flexibility in this person. And you just something you learn from those two, three weeks of, you know, having conversations. I've, uh, you know, for example, 
I had a several occasions where I had to find kind of pull out the term sheets when we already got to the point when it wasn't, you know, wasn't the first date or second date when I was kind of, and you know, we started, you know, our relationship like to, to the next level. And you like right before signing the term sheet, you see that the person is just, you know, lost. That's it. Like the, his flexibility ended after like a third meeting. And now it's like he's completely or she's completely inflexible. And that's where I usually pull out. If that's how, if that happens, right? No, I think I think that's that's really interesting. And so, how many investments had, would you say you've you've seen or played around with in your over your career? Well, you know, I have a portfolio of twenty five plus companies that I actually you know like my teams wow. and I invested. The overall, I would say probably over you know over over this eight years probably several thousand com- companies and you know honestly to be honest like that i actually like dug in deeply i would say it's probably maybe five seven hundred i don't know a lot a lot of you know like a lot of companies over these years so so what part of this of the cycle of the of, of venture capital would, would do you enjoy most personally so you, there's so many different moving pieces, right? And anybody who's gone through a cycle of fundraising knows that, you know, there it's like a big roller coaster, both for the entrepreneur, but also for the investor from the deal sourcing to the diligence, to the decision, to then supporting the portfolio company. It's a whole balagan. So, so which part is your favorite? Uh, so the favorite part is really is, uh, is a, some kind of a exit. You know, that's the favorite part for everyone. And when everyone is, you know, happy and usually it's after the hard like a uh, kind of, you know, hard uh, track of difficulties and all kind of things happen. Sure. Now, if you're asking about like more like early part, you know, there is a joke between VCs. VCs say that the, you know, the, the fun is over when, when you actually wire the money. You know, that's one. So the, the part before that, yeah, the whole kind of getting to know the company, meeting the entrepreneurs, getting, you know, getting really kind of into what they're doing uh, and, being, you know, getting to know the entrepreneurs. This is, I think this is the funnest, uh, the funnest part. This is the most uh, enjoyable part. And specifically, sometimes you just click with the, with the founders, with the entrepreneurs, you know, and you, so for me, this is the, the people ability to kind of, you know, be, become a part of their journey and, be, you know, be helpful to them and, uh, you know, meet, like, kind right. of meet their world because you like, you meet those very, very sure. exciting people who are like, you know, they've done things, they, they're, they, they're doing things, they're dreamers, you know, they're executioners, and you, you kind of, you get all this energy, this is the most exciting, uh, exciting part. And also, that's where you decide uh, for yourself how you can actually be helpful to the company, like what you can actually uh, deliver, you know, a lot of, um, right. you know, a lot of funds, uh, a lot of VCs say, you know, value add and like, what do you, you know, I'll make introductions. I'll uh, bring your, you know, more, more invest, help you raise money and so on. So, you know, that's something that a lot of, you know, more like a lot of things, a lot of VCs can do because everyone comes with some kind of, you know, uh, background and so on. Sometimes it's, you know, what it's when you connect to the CEO and you actually feel that you can help the CEO on specific tasks, like, you know, the CEO comes to you and says, you know, like, you know, 
hey bro i need i need help with like hiring this person i like i can't like i can't fill this position for like for a while please help like help this is what that's what kind of makes you you know feel like you're really part of this company when you can solve specific issues and not just be you know like, like another person to make introductions no, no, that, that, that makes perfect sense. So if you're not looking at, you know, young entrepreneurs that are starting their journey, perhaps they've, they've never raised money from VCs or they're now, you know, they're reaching new rounds that they haven't reached before. So what, what advice would you give them as they're, as they're thinking, both in terms of, you know, growing and scaling the company? And you've seen some companies scale with the, in your portfolio or, you know, in terms of their communication with the venture capital partners? The, um, okay. That's a good question. You know, I would say, I would say, you know, the, first of all, it has to be, you know, you have to realize that the, the raising money is not easy. You know, it's, it's just not, it's not, it's not a right. simple process. And it's, there will be a lot of discouragement, like, uh, you know, discouraging mo- moments when people will be saying, you know, you'll get no after no. And also you will get, multiple completely contradicting opinions from from smart people right. you know you go to one smart vc and he tells you like hey well like you know you're doing all this wrong you like you have to do x y and z and you'll go to another person and he'll tell you like completely opposite thing so you have to be able to focus on you know what you do and you know be kind of again flexibility listen to the people get their feedback you know adjust a little bit but keep your keep your core. Don't like you know. Just don't don't go and change your you know what do you do from like meeting to meeting. That's uh, you know that's one, that's one thing. How do you balance that? So how do you balance when yeah you're approaching two different VCs, both very reputable, but they're they're giving contradictory ideas, and you're you're sort of in the middle. Uh, because the whole power struggle at that point is the VC is more knowledgeable. They're assessing your validity. And if a VC tells you that you're doing something wrong, then you're questioning yourself. Another VC says you're doing something right. Then now you're confused as to how to approach this. So I think, you know, I think first of all, the, you know, the kind of by default, like by definition, I wouldn't say that the VC is, you know, more knowledgeable or smarter than you. The VC is another entrepreneur, hopefully another entrepreneur who's just in a different stage in, in his life. And, you know, that's the, the someone who the VC, the good VC is looking for a CEO for the company who is a leader who can lead this opportunity. VC doesn't want to be like, it doesn't want to lead this thing. Like he, like, it's not, you know, if I would be smart enough, I always say, say, no, like to the, uh, to the entrepreneurs, I'm saying, Guys, you know, if I would would know this better than you, so I would probably start this company. You know, like why 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 am I investing here? You know, because I trust you and your right. and your your judgment. So I think that's the point. That's the point. You have to be. There's a very thin border between you know very very thin line between being stubborn and uh, kind of being then next is being flexible is and next is being you know completely all over the place so you like right. i would say this flexibility when you do know what you're doing and you do believe in what 
the way you chose, but you understand that you probably do not know all the details and there are other people who have experience that you have to acknowledge. So that's when it creates the, uh, the healthy conversations. And, you know, sometimes the VCs, you know, the great VCs have wrong, uh, wrong opinions, you know, Every great VC, and not even so great, have a you know net, like a anti anti portfolio where they missed all you know a lot of good companies, right. you know. So that's sure. Uh, that's always happens. Right. I, I I think that almost every VC, that every venture capital partner that I met in Silicon Valley so far has this crazy story of how they passed on Airbnb or Lyft. Or, or one of those, one of one of those great companies when they were young, and and now, and then they reflect and they're thinking, okay, why did I, why did we miss them? And it's not like the VC knows everything, and that you're able to assess um, amazingly the, the validity of a company. You also miss um, a good friend of mine passed on Airbnb. Yeah, it's seed round. So uh, it's uh, yep, that's that's the reality. Definitely. That's- so now. Exactly. Now you have young entrepreneurs that are that are looking to meet you, for for example, that are that are raising money. What what kind of you know advice has just you know seeing a lot of other companies? Would you give them specifically saying these are the things that you should be focusing on the in the early stages of your company? Maybe it's to go full throttle on on fundraising, or maybe it's to find some balance. And how do they how do they look for the right investors? Well, what are some things that, that you that you think are really important? So, you know, I always always ask this question myself as the, also, you know, as the entrepreneur, because, you know, I, you know, I've raised money before for my for my companies. Right. And, you know, hopefully, you know, if I start, start other companies, I will probably raise money again. So it's hard to, you know, it's hard to judge from the position of the uh, of the VC. But uh, I think like when I kind of I'll, I'll speak of myself. You know, when uh, when the entrepreneurs come to come to me in the early stage, they you know first of all I I look for the I look for the acknowledgement that I like they don't know any everything. You know, when people come to me and they start like right. laying out you know three year plan with like you know details and this, I'm like, whoa, guys, you like you haven't you know really started yet. How do you know what's gonna happen then? You know, and the my point, right. the answer is we don't really know, but that's what we expect, and that's what we're gonna, we're gonna you know, go go for. But uh, so that's right. The idea is the you have to build. You, I want to see that the entrepreneur thought through a lot of d- things really deeply, and they understand the challenges, the problems, and, and unknowns that they have in the way. So that's when I become. Right. While keeping in mind that they don't know yeah. everything, yeah, because that's exactly you know when uh, because it's very you know, very strange to see an early stage company like a seed company comes to you and says you know we're gonna like we have this five pilots in three months we're gonna close you know those five clients and so on so and I always ask so what happens if you guys right. don't close yeah so right. I would right. say I would say that they're being realistic. You know, and be, being visionary, but at the same time being realistic, it's a lot of contradicting things, is something that kind of specifically speaks to me. Right. I think it, to me, it sounds like you're looking for the visionary and, and having the humility of knowing that while you might be a visionary, it's quite possible. Being visionary doesn't contradict being open-minded and understanding that the vision can change according to the circumstances. Yep. Right now you have information X, 
or you have X plus Y, that, that's a new world right there. Now you have to be visionary again and exactly. reinvent yourself. And another very important, the crucial thing is just, you know, uh, like know, know your stuff. Meaning, you know, when, when you speak yeah. to a CEO that, you know, gives you this, you know, the product, it usually happens when the CEO is a product person, not really a business person. You know, you have a very deep conversation about the you know, about the product and what it does and what it will do and the vision, how it's going to change the world and going to change everything. And when you get get to the like hard numbers and just okay, so let's talk about how we're going to ha- make it happen. Right. And that's when it starts. You know, oh, you know, this is like my other co-founder did that, and like I don't know this number. You don't have to know everything, but you have to be able to operate your you know your your excels and your financials. Uh, like the way you actually, right. you know, uh, you, that you have it in your mind. So that's what very, what's very gives you confidence about the about the CEO and about the co-founders. I think there is a growing misconception almost that people believe that they're coming in for a for an interview. Like the VC is going to ask them as if it's on Shark Tank. They're ask they're going to ask them for these numbers and they're testing their memory to see whether they're serious or not. But that's not that's not how it works. You're, when you ask somebody for a number or like a forecast for something, it's not to, to test whether they memorize the number. It's to it's an actual question and and if they give off a vibe that they're not control they're not owning the information and they don't understand the process of that maybe the other co-founder has done it's fine that they did the, that they did the work but you need to understand the process and be able to take ownership of it right if you're if you're representing sure. the company yeah. and and so i think that uh, that, that is an interesting element, yeah. Yeah, that's a great element. And it's just important because the, exactly what you said, you want to see, like you want to understand this number. Like you, you're as a VC, as a person who, you know, done business yourself, you understand that, you know, there is a very high probability that those numbers are incorrect for all different reasons. But you want to understand right. that the person understands right. how how this actually forms, how that comes to life. And, you know, and if, if you, if, if the person understands it, then you can say, okay, this guy actually knows what to expect and he'll be able to react or the, you know. Right. So that's, that's what you want to get. Exactly. I love it. Levy, uh, this has been so much fun. Unfortunately, we have to end 20 minutes or 20 minutes are over, but I have the most important question, which is three words that you would use to describe yourself. I, I've, been, I've been waiting for that. That's the... <laughs> Uh, so you know, well, first of all, thanks for giving me heads up for this, and you know, I've, I've been actually able to think about it. So the I would say this: I would say that uh, I think when I think about myself, I think that you know, about curiosity. I happen to be a you know uh, very I would say non uh, what's the word in English the like uh, not non like I don't you know I don't like following the the herd I don't like following the crowd so yeah and uh, yeah. and the last thing I would say uh, probably pretty entrepreneurial which sometimes actually is a negative yeah. to be for, to be VC because you're like too you get too passionate about things and you're you know, you know instead of yeah. being <laughs> cold mind outside you become one of the hard brain like hard brain inside. Levi, thank you so much. This is really great. Uh, stay safe and stay healthy until this. Yeah, uh, let us all, you know, over. let us all uh, come out of it, uh, you know, be- better and stronger and healthier. 
people, you know, make it, God help us all Definitely. just to, you know, do, to, to stay safe uh, through all this. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, thanks Wonderful. for uh, having me. 